Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's the first time I've been in since the rather large floods in Auckland, and it's uh, it's dry, but its smell is a bit damp, and the and the blowers are still going. It is Waitangi Day 2023, big day for the McIver family because I have the best wife in the world. Today is our wedding anniversary. And it's our 25th wedding anniversary, believe it or not. Uh, so uh, I have the best wife in the world because she let me come to work and have a bit of fun with you. And then we'll go and celebrate a little bit later on. I've got a very nice hotel booked, Logan. And I've got to say, uh, producer Logan, uh, if you don't hear too much of him today, in a little bit of pain. Uh, has buggered his back somewhat. We don't know why. Don't know what he's been up to. But he's just going to be a little bit quieter today. Anywho, lots coming your way. Shortly we talk to defending uh, Valvoline Dewey. NZ champion Fanger Dan and then following that straight after a new kid on the block called Sam West out of Papamoa we're going to look at the uh, all-star <laughs> the all-star game the NRL all-star game that is turning into an absolute cluster after 11 the 17 year old Lawrence Van Hoopen the New Zealand Grand Prix winner turned up last week came this weekend out to Hampton Downs in Grand Prix weekend and it shook the place up in Wanamaker we're going to talk inline hockey Lots going on. There's a Waitangi Day 3-on-3 tournament. That's coming your way just after 11, around 11.24. Jonathan Green on motorsport. He's the voice of the Castrol Toyota Formula Regional Oceania Championship. There's so much motorsport to talk about, including the fact that Ford, Ford, that's right, the Blue Oval, are going into Formula One as an engine supplier in 2026. And a very own Jared Cronin from Warriors Anonymous. He went to the Warriors SG Ball game, coached by Adam Blair now, and they got a first-up win against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Plus your thoughts, get on the temper bedpost text line, double eight double three. that's double eight double three. And don't forget, this show is brought to you by Brent, your local John Deere equipment supplier. Fangadan joins us now, defending champion Valvoline D1NZ. Morning, Fanger. How you going, guys? Yeah, good, mate. Hey, thanks for giving us your time. I'm not going to, be, I'm not going to take up too much of your time on Waitangi Day, mate, but congratulations, oh, yeah, de- de- defending champ, and you go and win round one. Was that an expectation? Um, yeah, it all just fell, to, fell together, and, um, you know, like we just... Um, I guess the mindset going into this year was, you know, like we... We won the championship and it was like, let's go have some fun because we, uh, we were planning on having our um, big pro car all up and running and as it was, um, timing wasn't on our side and we jumped back into our last year's championship, in, championship winning car and it was like, oh, well, let's just go have some fun. It, it, it does the job and um, yeah, it all just came together really nicely. Yeah, mate, uh, new judges this year, and the idea from the judges' briefing was that we, they wanted drivers to be aggressive, follow the rules, as always, and go and do the job, but also that they were yep. going to make decisions very quickly. I think in the yep. world of uh, drifting, the one more time where you've got they can't make their mind up, I think it may have only happened twice yesterday. Were you happy with the yep. way it worked out? Oh, definitely, you know, but, like, it, it all started at the starting of the day with, you know, driver's briefing, and they were very clear of what they wanted, you know. Um, 
I, I found that, um, you know, a lot of the drivers that didn't do so well, um, they, <laughs> they weren't listening to, like, what the judges wanted, and they didn't, they weren't even listening really to, like, their spotters, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were disappointed. They're like, why didn't I do better, or why didn't I qualify better? And it was like, because they weren't following what the judges wanted, you know? And um, I'm always trying to you know, listen to my crew, like, they'll tell me if I'm absolutely rubbish and, and really straight up with me, you know, like, what did you call that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like, that's that's pretty much been my focus, like, the last two years is just really um, maximising on more what the judges want, like, as in the line, and not worried about going so fast and trying to pull away from um, your competitors. Dan, if there was any one battle that you thought, oh, I, 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 I sneaked that one, do you think you actually yep. sneaked any of the battles? Um, no, I, no I, <laughs> I, I did have my doubts. I did have my doubts um, on the battle with me and Adam Davies. And, um, that was the one. And I was like, oh, you know, because I know that I know that he made a mistake and, and hit me and I made a mistake and hit him. Um, I also, you know, and I was like, oh, I think maybe it should have been a rerun. Um, but they'll have their um, view on it and my crew had their view on it and they said um, he, he um, shortcut and didn't really follow what the judges wanted. And that's where I was both runs, a lead run, like my lead run was, way better than my qualifying run yeah. so I knew I could capitalise on that um, and then my chase run um, even though I hit him I wasn't trying to make ground up by cutting corners or anything like that so in my mind I knew I did the best I could to that um, but I couldn't see what he'd done behind me and I went back to the judges after the event had finished and to, to get a clear mind you know because I was like oh I don't you know, I don't want my yeah. competitors to be um, tucked as well. Um, and I need to feel good about whether I deserve to win as well, you know, um, walking away from the event. So, um, and they said, yeah, he, he had missed um, that we both had contact in our chase runs, but he um, had cut the corners and, did, and missed a lot of the clipping points, um, I think, um, both runs and... I had left the door open to him to actually do a really good battle behind me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, gee, yeah, you're, gee, you're a generous bugger. What's that, sorry? Gee, you're a generous bugger. <laughs> oh, that's oh, like drifting um, over the last 20 years has made so many different changes. And, you know, um, we never worried about going fast. It was all, you know, when we first started, it was all about spinning the tyres the most and then it was like oh actually we can actually drift better if we get a little bit more traction and then the traction just took over and everyone wanted to go faster and faster and faster and then and then it went for a stage of drag racing so people would leave the line and battles would be um, they would be you know um, they'd be you'd you'd know who won the battle by the time they'd just taken off from the start because that that car just blew five car lengths on the car that he's battling. And so that's where judges started putting in chicanes and doing all that sort of stuff. Um, and then we've been through more and more power, better suspension, um, and all that. So, like, I've, I've seen the whole cycle, and 
and now I think it's got to the point that it's actually stepping back and and I've when you have um, some good judges that have competed recently, they know what a pro car can do and can't do, you know. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in practice and they're constantly moving, making sure we've got the, the right amount of run-up. The chicane wasn't too too sharp that it choked the, the lead car up. Um, they were making sure that everything was right from the start. And that makes better competition. Um, and it also... Um, when you get down to like what the judges are asking for with the line and not trying to drift fast away from the person behind, like you're actually going to get better points for making it easier for the person to drift behind you and put on a good show, you know? Heck. So where it was all, all your points were like taken on, oh, just get real close and the lead car would try and drag away from them and not really do what the judges wanted. So um, that's where you know I've seen all those changes, and it's it's good. I think I think the sport's in a really good place at the moment, um, and yeah, it's going to be a good season. It is, mate. Uh, congratulations on the win. Uh, we will see you at Mount Smart because I do like Mount Smart. Yeah, yeah, no, I love Mount Smart. It, um, it's a good atmosphere, and it's actually a really good track. Like people oh, yeah. are like, oh, that's just a car park. Oh no, <laughs> it's it more than a car park. More than a car park. <laughs> so, uh, mate, yeah, thanks, right. thank, Dan. Thanks for your time as always, mate. Go and enjoy Waitangi there with awesome. your whanau. Awesome, thanks, guys. You're more than welcome, uh, Fanga Dan, defending Valvoline D1NZ champion in his Century Batteries RTR uh, Mustang, which is an absolute cracker. But he talks about 20 years of racing. And when you have 20 years of racing, it's the 20th year of Valvoline D1NZ, you need fresh blood, and there is some fresh blood coming through. Uh, one of those is a young man from Papamoa called Sam West, and his first crack finished up on the podium, and he joins us right now. Hey, Sam. How are you this morning? Good, mate. How are you? You're good. Have you uh, come down off that little wee cloud that you were on on Saturday night? Oh, not yet. I'm still driving around with my hand out the window and <laughs> trying to make the most of it still. <laughs> Please don't tell me you're driving with your hand out the window and, 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 and blowing smokies around Papamoa. <laughs> oh, nah, not that bad, but... Um, yeah, through the Macca's drive through thinking I'm a bloody uh, <laughs> professional through there. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Sam West. Uh, you came up from the pro sport division. Now, for those that don't understand how drafting works, it's, it's, like, it's like the second division, right? And then you move yeah. up if you've got the funding and you've got the kit to have a crack at D1. How long were you racing in pro sport? Well, actually, I've done pro sport for one year. So this is actually my second year in uh, competitive drifting. Oh, my goodness. All right, so let's take it a step back further. What were you doing before you jumped into pro sports? Are we talking three years ago? Uh, I'd done a little bit of grassroots drifting, um, just driving with the boys and just having fun, and then um, it was uh, Choice Events made a series that was like more of a introduce the grassroots guys to the pro guys, so... <laughs> I thought, oh, that looks like a bit of fun. So I entered and there was guys like Cole Armstrong and Adam Davies and then grassroots guys. And um, so entered that for a bit of fun and ended up qualifying first there and winning it. So um, that sort of started off the competition side. I 
ended up beating Cole and Adam. Never. The way through. And Never. Yeah, yeah. You beat two times. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of lit the wick to uh, the competition side. Yeah, no, that's the interesting part because when you make a decision to go and race and, and drift, it's not a cheap decision when it comes to dollars and cents. So, no. Uh, how how hard was it to make that decision and then go, okay, I'm going to have to fund this somehow? It was really hard. Like my wife's very supportive. Luckily, she um, we sort of had a sit down. I said, this is going to cost a lot of money if I want to do this, and. She goes, if it makes you happy, let's bloody do it. And I've got my own business, so we bloody cut back eight noodles for about a month straight, and <laughs> that, that helped us pay for enough ties and the entry fee and that sort of thing. Seriously, I mean, I mean, I know that sounds like a partial joke, but did you seriously cut back and and do things like that? Yeah, one hundred percent, dead serious. Yeah, we, um, oh, you know, just the nicer things in life, we sort of had to cut back and. Like we said to each other, if I want to do this, we're going to have to do that so we can survive. And it was something I wanted to give a crack, and um, it sort of paid off. So, um, and because I done well last season, I had a few guys that were interested to jump on board and help me out, and that's how I'm able to do this season, which I- is. Bloody amazing. So, so okay, so you've done one year in pro sport. What sort of coin does it take to then jump up to D1? Oh. Well, give me a, a, just give me a roundabout big, figure. It's a big difference. I think I estimated on a low budget uh, for the season being about 40 grand. Yep. Okay. And, um, yeah, we're quite low budget. You know, my car's still very low power compared to everyone else's and um, – but luckily, I've got uh, Reed and Harrison Performance on as my main sponsor, and they're bloody amazing. They come and crew for me, just amazing guys. And uh, Sean from Kingy Creek, he's a good mate as well. So he wanted to help me out and wanted to see me jump up into pro. So just all of those guys just, you know, help me make it happen. And they just want to see me have fun at the end of the day. So I'm always intrigued about the cars themselves. So explain your car. How old is it? Uh, my car's actually been through a bit of a <laughs> Bay Park last year. I actually rode it off twice, like hit the wall twice, and actually pushed the strut tower over about seventy mil. <laughs> so the, the the poor thing's been through the wars. But another sponsor, Zach Green from um, Auto Body Correction, he got that all straightened up for me. And you know, we got the new paint job on there, and some semi slicks on there, and yeah, pretty much just. Sent it. You said, the key here is in pro sport, you have to. Uh, I was listening closely at the weekend, different tyres in, in D1, right? Yes. So we ran a 235 radio in pro sport and we put on the 265 semi slicks for pro. And it was actually the only uh, second time I'd driven on semi slicks on the weekend. So it was. How challenging? <laughs> a lot, uh, very challenging. Um, even looking back at the videos, from my standards, my driving was actually pretty average. I know I can do a lot better, which is, I actually feel good about that because I got so far with how I was driving and the challenging conditions and trying to get used to the car with the new tyres. So I know I've got a lot left to, uh, you know, give to the car and just, you know, get more comfortable on those tyres. And I think I can hopefully do pretty well. Will you look at someone like, because you're in Papa Moe, will you look at someone like and pick up the phone and Kyle, Cole Armstrong and sort of ask for, for tips about maybe how to improve your driving on different circuits? Yeah, definitely. Well, over the off-season, I actually got hold of Darren Kelly and 
took my car up to him because I'm not really informed on the setup side of things. Like I know when the car feels good, but you know I haven't driven enough to know you know what to change to make this happen. So I got a hold of Darren and he was extremely helpful. Got the car up to him. He set the car up, corner weighted it, new suspension for me, and then at the track he was just unbelievable. You know I'd tell him, mate, I'm washing out here. You know what do I do? And he'd tell me to you know, change something in my driving and I'd go out there and do it and just made a huge difference. So guys like that and Cole and just those, they're all happy to help out. So it's nice to fall back on those guys to, you know, get their experience because that's what I'm sort of lacking. And how blown away were you when you beat Taylor James? Oh, <laughs> I was absolutely, uh, I was pretty stoked. You know, Tay's a really good mate and I know he's a, bloody good driver so I sort of had to put it all on the line against him so to take the win was bloody huge so I was very <laughs> very happy so so but now you have to put into context right that's good great points but uh, Mount Smart Stadium is next and that's one trick circuit yes it is so have you thought about it <laughs> yes I have actually I, I quite enjoy those smaller like Bay Park and uh, Mount Smart because my car's still not really up to the level of the pro cars, so those smaller tracks sort of suit me better. Where the big power doesn't really come into play, you know, you can't get drag raced off the line and left behind. So I love driving aggressive, and those tracks, you know, the aggressive drivers usually stand out on those tracks, so I'm bloody pumped for it. Well, mate, congratulations on a great start to the Valvoline D1NZ season, but there's a long way to go, but you've certainly put your name up in lights early, but it's uh, back to the grind now, man, because, you know, you can be a hero one day and zero the next. That's it, mate. That's it. Nah, I'll try to stay up there and, you know, do my best, and at the end of the day, I'm just there to have fun, and, you know, if I'm having fun, then... Wife's no, happy. That's a good time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Sam West, the pride of Papa Ma. Thanks for your time today, buddy.